Well, welcome again. It is my privilege to welcome you. If this is your first time, hey, we are super happy that you decided to worship the Lord with us this morning. Bienvenidos y si están aquí por primera vez, pues nos da muchísimo gusto de que puedan eh, compartir esta mañana con nosotros. As uh, John mentioned this morning, we are continuing with the, the study of uh, the book of John and it's been amazing. It's been a, an amazing journey through God's word. So we are continuing with uh, chapter 10. We are pretty much halfway the book, which is super, super exciting. But before we dive into chapter 10, I would like to take a few minutes just to refresh our memories uh, to help us understand why the book of John is so important for us. Uh, think on this. Was it necessary to have another book about Jesus? ¿Era necesario tener otro libro acerca de Jesús y ya habían tres? Was it necessary? We already had Mark. I mean, Matthew, right? Mark, Luke. Why another book? Why uh, do we have this book? ¿Por qué tenemos este libro extra en la Biblia acerca de la historia de Jesús? See, the Gospels are four testimonies of four different writers. And they are sharing the story. They are sharing their testimony about Jesus. Each one of them with a, a specific audience. They were speaking. They were writing with a specific audience in mind. And that is very important to, to understand as we dive into the, the study of John. Matthew, for instance, presents Jesus as king. It was written primarily for the Jew. He shows the Jews, that Jesus is the long-expected Messiah. Therefore, he shares things that matter to the Jews, such as Jesus' royal genealogy. Eso es algo muy importante, que cada autor tiene un énfasis. Marcos, eh, eh, perdón, Mateo está hablando a los judíos principalmente. Uh, Mark presents Jesus as a servant, and he writes to the Romans in mind. He had in mind the Romans when he is speaking about uh, Jesus. In this book, there are more miracles than any other gospel. Why? Because Roman culture was practical. They were doers. So, uh, of course, you know, they, they care, the Romans care little for words. They wanted action. So the deeds were important in the book of Mark. Luke presents Jesus as the perfect man. And it was, he was reading with the Greeks in mind. See, the Greeks value culture, love beauty, philosophy, big ideas. And that is why he writes in such a style and beautiful book. So um, he's What is interesting in the book of Luke is that the genealogy of Jesus goes back all the way to Adam. That's, very, that's different than Matthew um, because they appreciate those things. Luke also speaks more about the prayers of the Lord than any other gospel. The theme in this book that we are studying, the theme in, the, in John's gospel is the deity of Jesus Christ. According to his own words, he writes for all who believe. And that is the beauty of this book. John was writing this book thinking on all of us. 
Thinking on Everybody. El libro de Juan es muy importante para nosotros porque cuando él escribió, él estaba pensando en todos los que creyeran y eso nos incluye a cada uno de nosotros. This is why the book of John is so relevant for us. His goal is to make believers and for the believers to enter into a divine relationship with Christ. In this book, and this is really, really cool about the book of John, we find the word believe, guess how many times? 98 times. So, believe is very important in the book of John. La palabra creer en el Señor aparece 98 veces en este libro de Juan. John himself states in chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, and he, and he says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, the book of John. But these are, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. En español dice, Jesús hizo muchas otras señales milagrosas en presencia de sus discípulos, las cuales no están registradas en este libro de Juan, pero se han escrito para que ustedes crean que Jesús es el Cristo, el Hijo de Dios, y para que al creer en su nombre tengan vida. And this is also really cool because also John is addressing the other books too. When we go to chapter 21, verses 24 and 25, uh, he says, This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. I love this verse, 25. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written, on, written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Isn't that amazing? So John is saying, okay, It is important, it is critical that we have Matthew, Mark, and other stories, right? And this make, makes me think on something very important. See, your story, your testimony, my story, my testimony matters. So we are part of these thousands, millions of books that are going to be written about Jesus. So John is talking about us. He's, he's encouraging us to tell the story, to share the, the story, to tell our experience with Jesus Christ. Es increíble como Juan describe en estos versículos y nos incluye a nosotros como autores. Dice, hey, van a ver, no cabrían los libros que se escriben acerca de Jesús en este mundo. Why? Because Jesus' impact in our lives, it's so big. How many people have been uh, touched by Jesus Christ? I don't know. Many. Can you raise your hand? Has your life been impacted by Jesus? Mine. Mine has been touched, impacted, changed by the love and grace and power of Jesus Christ. That is why your testimony matters. That is why my testimony matters. And just like the, uh, uh, the uh, writers, they have an audience in mind. Let me tell you something. You can tell the story of Jesus Better than me, better than Pastor Russ, better than the elders of Sunrise to your own friends, to your family. You know the struggles, you know the code, you know, you know the language. And I am not talking about it specifically about Spanish or English. You know how to communicate your story, what Jesus has done in your life. Think on this. People now are very skeptical 
to the Word of God, right? We live in a, in a very secular culture. Nobody is going to start reading the Bible uh, and say, hey, uh, or chances are a lot of people will not start reading the Bible using the, the book of Matthew, Mark, or, or John, but they will start reading the Bible when they read your story, when they hear the gospel according to John, that John, Wayne, uh, Jason, Christian, Mindy, each one of us, your story matters to somebody, and that might be the gateway so that they start a relationship with Christ. That is very important to keep in mind. Nuestra historia, nuestro testimonio puede ser esa puerta que abre una relación con las personas que conocemos, con nuestros amigos, nuestras familias. Ellos no van a empezar leyendo la Biblia, pero van a escuchar nuestro testimonio personal también. Well, we're going to dive in into our reading, and uh, I will be reading in both in Spanish and English, and we'll see the opposite on the screen. So we're going to read John chapter 10. Uh, we'll be reading verses 14 to 18. If you guys want to look in your Bibles, and also we'll be reading uh, a second section, 22 to 30. Vamos a leer eh, en forma bilingüe el capítulo 10, los versículos 14 al 18, y después del 22 al 30. The Word of God says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my father knows me. And I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. We're going to read from uh, chapter 22 and 30, and I will be reading in, in Spanish. Vamos a leer la segunda parte. Ya era invierno y Jesús estaba en Jerusalén durante el tiempo de Hanukkah, el festival de dedicación. Se encontraba en el templo caminando por la parte conocida como el pórtico de Salomón. La gente lo rodeó y le preguntó, ¿Hasta cuándo nos tendrás en suspenso? Si tú eres el Mesías, dínoslo sin rodeos. Jesús le contestó, yo ya les dije y ustedes no me creen. La prueba es la obra que hago en nombre de mi Padre, pero ustedes no me creen porque no son mis ovejas. Mis ovejas escuchan mi voz, yo las conozco y ellas me siguen. Les doy vida eterna y nunca perecerán. Nadie puede quitármelas porque mi Padre me las ha dado. Y Él es más poderoso que todos. Nadie puede quitarlas de la mano del Padre. El Padre y yo somos unos. In this passage, Jesus is describing his, himself as the good shepherd. And I love how John explained this morning you know, how sheep are and that special relationship that they need to have with the shepherd. Because, yes, they are smart, but they are fully dependent on the, on the shepherd as well. So uh, when he says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd, 
and he talks about the things he's willing to do for us. He says, I am willing to sacrifice my life for the sheep. He also says that he knows his sheep and they know him. When Jesus tells us that he is the good shepherd, Jesus is telling us that he is 100% committed to you and to me, to watch over us, to care for us. And this is pretty amazing because in, in this passage, Jesus is making reference to Psalm 23. Raise your hand if you know Psalm 23. We, most of us know it. Some of us heard it in maybe in a funeral or a special occasion. And it's a description of the good shepherd. It is Uh, it is a, 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 a perfect description. El Salmo 23 es una descripción de lo que Jesús está hablando en este momento. Él se describe como el, el pastor perfecto. Uh, not only that, but when Jesus called himself the good shepherd, he unmistakably took for himself one of God's titles in the Old Testament. The Lord is my shepherd. And this is very important for us to keep in mind. He is going back to the word of God. See, Jesus, for in Jesus' ministry, knowing the Bible was critical. And he's always referring to the word of God. He is, uh, again, he is uh, taking that title of uh, God's, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. In verse 16, Jesus talks about you and me. You know, I have other sheep that are not in this sheepfold, I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and they will, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Um, see, in this, in this passage, he's describing one group, bunch of uh, sheep together, and he's talking about the, the Jews and also the Gentiles, you and me. En este pasaje también Jesús habla acerca de, de otras ovejas que no están en el rebaño. Bueno, él está hablando de, la, de los judíos y también de los gentiles, que somos cada uno de nosotros también. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying that he is going to take care of me completely. He is also saying something very important in this chapter, that he is the Messiah. People were asking me, are you the Messiah? And some people chose not to believe. He was saying, yes, I am. So there is no doubt, you know, the Bible talks about him, but he also proclaims that he is the Messiah. En este pasaje también vemos que Jesús dice, cuando a él le preguntan, ¿y tú eres el Mesías? Sí, sí lo soy. Pero había gente que, que escogía no escuchar. They chose not to listen to what Jesus was uh, talking so he's saying in this chapter that sheep are fully dependable on on the on, on the shepherd just like you and me you know we we are not able to save ourselves we cannot make that call of uh, saying oh yeah I'm going to heaven I have a uh, special keys right uh -uh, it doesn't work like that when When he says that he is the shepherd, he's establishing something very important for all of us this morning. Cuando Jesús dice que él es el pastor y nosotros somos las ovejas, él está estableciendo algo muy importante para, para nosotros. Uh, see, he's saying that we are not equal. Bottom line, he is saying 
no, we are not the same. I'm here for you, but no. I am the shepherd. See, Jesus, he's not an equal. He's, he's not a, a partner that we can call upon when we have problems, right? Uh, he's not a consultant. He is not somebody that we can only call when we need. He is God. He calls the shots. Simple as that. And he knows what's better for us. Ouch. Because I'm, I'm pretty stubborn, and I, and Florida knows me. You know, I, I know pretty much what I want and what's better for me. But in this passage, Jesus is challenging us to rethink how we, how we think about our spiritual relationship with Christ. He knows better, and we are de- dependent on him 100%. Nosotros a veces pensamos que podemos ser el pastor, pero en este pasaje Jesús está diciendo, un momentito, nosotros no somos iguales. Yo soy el pastor y ustedes son las ovejas. Ustedes dependen de mí. Así que no podemos ir en la vida pensando que nosotros somos los pastores. Él es y dependemos de él 100%. Isn't that amazing? Even we say it in the Lord's Prayer. What do we say in the Lord's Prayer? Your will be done. ¿Verdad? Eso decimos en el Padre Nuestro. Que se haga tu voluntad, no la nuestra. So, again, we are intentionally saying, uh, Good Shepherd, I surrender my life to you. I know that you know what's best for me. See, the reality is that human nature, and I'm talking about you and me, we have this thing called human nature in us. When we, when we talk about human nature, when we uh, look at ourselves, you know, we, we need somebody. Every person needs somebody bigger than ourselves. Cuando nosotros nos vemos a nosotros mismos, nos damos cuenta de que todo ser humano necesita alguien más grande, alguien más poderoso. We all need somebody bigger than us we need somebody that will take care of us since we were uh, you know little children we understand that reality we need somebody that takes care in our life that it's more powerful that we can surrender that we can depend upon and what do we do as as humans you know we we search for that we say well maybe my parents or man i'm i'm gonna find you know that incredible place of happiness, of uh, fulfillment when I get married. My husband is going to take care of me. He's going to provide for my needs. He's going to pay my bills. Uh, he's going to buy me a house, right? Or I saying, oh, good, man, I'm going to ma- ma- get married. I don't have to cook anymore, you know. I don't have to do this or that because somebody else is going to take care of me. And that might be a silly example, but, but what about, you know, when we put our trust in a political leader? What about when we put our faith, our trust in my boss? Uh, what about my friends? When we believe what they are saying more than what Jesus Christ is saying. What about, you know, the, my coworkers? Oh, man, they know so much about life that I need, I need their advice. ¿Verdad? ¿Cómo nos equivocamos nosotros como seres humanos y ponemos nuestra esperanza en nuestros amigos, líderes políticos, etcétera, y nos olvidamos de Jesús? So, 
But check this out. If you're thinking, oh, Martin, I'm so spiritually mature, right? I already know that. Martin, pero ya yo sé eso. Yo soy muy maduro espiritualmente. Then we have to check ourselves. Because we may, may be falling into temptation and saying, hey, I can be my own shepherd. La trampa es que nosotros podemos creernos que podemos ser nuestro propio pastor. And there is danger when we say, no, no, I'm, I got this. I got life. I'm, I got this thing. So we risk becoming our own uh, shepherd. And that is completely uh, unhealthy and very dangerous. See, the point is this. He is the only one. The point is fully dependence on the Lord. Jesus has to be everything for us. We, the sheep, have to remember that we depend 100% on the good shepherd. Okay, if the analogy of the good shepherd, it's not enough for us, because we say, nah, that, that was nice, but no, Jesus goes even deeper as describing this dependence that we need to have on him. He, just a few verses before, you know, in, in, in verses 7 and 9, he says, I am the door of the sheep. Jesus protects his followers as shepherds protect their flocks from predators. In this statement, Jesus is also saying that no one can enter the kingdom of heaven by any other means than Christ himself. Guys, there is no back door to get to heaven. No hay una puerta atrás, ¿verdad? Para meterse por el cielo. It's only through Jesus Christ. Well, if that is not enough for us to understand this reality, Greg shared with us a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, as bread sustains physical life, so Christ offers offer and sustains spiritual life. Do you guys remember, a question, do you remember what you ate March 2, 20, uh, 2000? Raise your hand if you remember what you had for lunch. I don't, you know, so same thing with our spiritual life, you know, we, we have to eat every day. Uh, Pastor Ras, no offense, but I don't remember what, what you preached uh, four months ago. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember either. <laughs> but see, the thing is that God provided that nourishment that day for my spiritual life that day. We need to be intentional, you know, uh, listening to worship music, listening to messages every day. If not, guess what? We're going to die spiritually. Simple as that. Uh, Jesus is uh, the bread of life. I love that. If that is not enough, you know, he is saying in uh, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. And Pastor Ras spoke about that. To a world lost in darkness, Christ offers himself as a guide. If you need another analogy of that dependence from, from, uh, from us to the Lord, he says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the source of all truth and knowledge about God. Jesus is not merely one way among many ways to God. He is the only way. Jesus alone is the source of life. He is the creator, the sustainer of life, and giver of eternal life. Do you guys want another analogy? Everything is in the book of John. That is why it's very important for us. I am the true vine in John 15 
1, 2, 5. By attaching ourselves to Christ, we enable his life to flow in and through us. Therefore, we bear fruit that honors the Father. You know, we think we can do a lot. We, can, we think we, in our own effort we can change the world, but we can't. Everything is done because of Christ, because of that connection. Esa realidad de que de, cuando Cristo se compara como el, la, la planta de, el, del viñedo donde las ramitas dan fruto, pero ¿por qué? Porque están conectadas. Así debe ser nuestra dependencia con el Señor. So, notice something really cool that every, every, every statement starts with the I am, right? When Jesus was saying I am, he was also referring to uh, an incredible and deep uh, uh, doctrinal theolo theological statement. He is proclaiming that he is God. He was not saying I am just for saying it. He was proclaiming, he was saying, hey, I am, I am God. You know, in... Um, He was, he was saying that he was the revelation of God. Now, if you were a, a listener, if you were a Jew listener, you know, in the first century, and you hear somebody saying these statements, I mean, you would be, your world will be shocked. You are blasphemous. You are a lunatic. How in the world you are saying, I am, you are taking God's name and applying it to you. But... Jesus is God, right? So we, we hear that, you know, in, in Exodus 3.14, uh, and we're going to read it, you know, it, it says, um, he revealed his name to Moses. I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In Judaism, I am, it is unquestionably understood as the name for God. Whenever Jesus made an I am statement, he was identifying himself as God. Cada vez que Jesús decía, yo soy, él se estaba identificando como, como Dios. ¿Por qué? Porque ese yo soy era el nombre que Dios usaba en el Antiguo Testamento. Just like the Jews of the first century... Each one of us, we are faced with a dilemma. Do we believe in this Jesus who claims to be the Son of God? Because <laughs> we have two options. Either he was a lunatic, a crazy person, who deserved to die for being blasphemous. Or in reality, he was the Son of God who cares deeply for each one of us, for you and me. You know, I... I chose, and I choose to believe the second one. Llegamos a este punto donde tenemos que tomar una decisión, tal y como lo tuvieron que hacer los judíos del primer siglo. O unos decían que este Cristo era un desquiciado mental, blasfemo por decir, yo soy Dios. O en realidad, Él era el Hijo de Dios. Y nosotros tenemos que tomar una decisión el día de hoy. ¿Creemos o no creemos? Yo he escogido creer. When, whenever we have the opportunity to study God's word, we 
or in my case, I have to pray, meditate, and also remind myself that this is not an intellectual exercise. By studying the Word, by going deeper into the Word of God, it is not just a, a mental exercise. It's, it's not only knowledge, but I am getting to know my Savior. I am getting to know more of His plan for my life. See, that is the, the, the beauty about a, re, a personal relationship with Christ. He speaks to us through his word. But there are some instances in our lives where we need something very, very different. We need a special touch, and we, we need something different. Let me tell you guys a part of my, my testimony, my, my story. A few, a few months ago, and I will be sharing that with our Spanish group. Voy a compartírselo más porque es un testimonio muy grande in our group after the service. Uh, a few months ago, we had a, 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 an emergency in our family. Um, it, was, uh, it was tough. It was very hard. Um, we, we spent uh, a few days dealing with this crisis, this uh, very difficult situation. And uh, when, when Flori and I drove back home, uh, we were exhausted. We were in pain. Uh, we were exhausted physically, spiritually, emotionally. It was very painful. And, uh, you know, we got home. It was pretty much, I don't know, 10, 11 p.m. Uh, we went to bed. We were praying. We are, you know, praying in bed and uh, asking the Lord for, uh, yeah, for his mercy, for his help in this situation. Um, I, I don't remember that well, but I, I, I fell asleep when I was praying. And that's okay. You know, you guys can do that too. God doesn't get mad when we fall asleep praying. He loves that. <laughs> el Señor no se molesta cuando nos dormimos eh, en el medio de la oración, ¿verdad? So we are, you know, I, I, I fall asleep, you know. And I, I don't know how, how much time passed between, you know, when I fell asleep and then when I started dreaming. It was, it was a, a dream that had only two words. That was it. But these two words were getting louder, louder, and bigger. Louder, louder, and bigger. To the point that the dream woke me up. These two words were, speak life. That's it. That was the dream. Speak life. So I wake up, Flori, I don't know if she was awake already or, or uh, you know, I don't remember. I said, Flori, I just had this dream. And we started praying again. And that was before 3 a.m. At 3 a.m., I get a text message from a friend. And this friend shared a Bible verse. That was it. Confirming exactly what I was uh, dreaming. Sometimes we need a, a special touch. And sometimes... You know, we, we need to hear in a different way that God cares for us, that Jesus is, is there with us. He is walking alongside with us in the middle of a difficult time. And let me tell you guys, that those two words, speak life, were a game changer. Why? Because the simplicity of those two words, the deepness of these two words really changed uh, how we were dealing with this situation. So now, instead of 
blaming myself. I speak life to myself. Now, when there is a struggle with somebody, I speak life to that person. But it is not my life. It's the life of Jesus Christ. It is, it is his life, you know, because uh, that's the only hope that we have. Ahora nuestra mentalidad eh, lidiando con los problemas de la vida es diferente. Ahora proclamamos vida a las otras personas. So, Jesus wants a personal relationship with each one of us. And he is real. He is alive. He is not only this incredible, you know, historical character. He is all that, but he is more. He is alive. He is our savior. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. He is our shepherd. Él es nuestro pastor. And guess what? Just like the sheep, we can depend on him 100%. He will take care of us. So we're, we're going to be transitioning to our time of communion. But really, your story, your testimony matters to someone. I encourage you to do that, just like John did. You know, he, he was writing everything that he was remembered that he saw uh, Jesus doing. You know, he was there at the foot of the cross. He knew Jesus. Each one of us who have a personal relationship with Christ, we know him. And he's done incredible things in our lives. So I encourage you guys to share your testimony. Share. Share uh, what Jesus has done in your life. Speak life to your friends. Speak life to your family, to your co-workers, to everybody. Because it is only through him that we can uh, find this special place. So um, as preparation for communion and Pastor Russ will be leading us in, into this precious time as we encounter Christ in, at, at the table. I would, like to, I, would like to, I would like to invite us to pray, but we'll be praying, reading on the screen, and we're going to be reading Psalm 23. Jesus is the perfect shepherd, and we can trust him. I'm telling you guys, I, I trust in him, and if it was not for him, I don't know what would be of uh, Martin today. So let's all stand, and we're going to pray, and please read it in uh, Spanish or English. And this is going to be our prayer. Again, don't do it as a mental exercise. Don't read like reading, but let's pray these words, because he is here, and he cares for each one of us. Remember, the gospel, according to each one of us, matters to somebody. So let's make this reality. Let's depend on Jesus Christ as our shepherd. So let's, let's pray together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy all the days of my life, and I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to us. Lord Jesus, thank you for accepting us. Lord, we are your sheep. Somos tus ovejas, Señor, and you are our shepherd, Lord. We can trust in you. We can depend on you, Lord. So be with us. Prepare our hearts. Forgive our sins, Lord, as we enter this time of communion. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.